At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Hey everybody, I'm Zach. And I'm Jesse. And you're watching Test the Time News, episode 373 on Now You Know. So thank you to Beam for sponsoring this episode. We've been drinking Beam's Dream Powder for a few weeks, and we're really loving the difference it's making. Beam is like drinking a delicious cup of healthy hot cocoa, formulated to help you get your best night's sleep no matter your lifestyle. We've both been using Beam, and it's been super helpful in falling asleep. Prior to taking Beam's Dream, it would take me hours to fall asleep. But since incorporating it into my routine, I fall asleep faster, and my sleep seems more restful and deep. I wake up with more energy, and I find myself needing less coffee in the morning. You get to drink a comforting beverage right before you fall asleep and it tastes like hot chocolate. It doesn't get much better than that. I used to struggle with waking up feeling rested, but since getting proper sleep, we have both noticed an increase in focus, an energy boost, and we've been less sick. Dream powders come in a range of customizations from different ingredient stacks to stronger potencies to a variety of flavors, so it can fit into your lifestyle. They have flavors such as original cinnamon cocoa, chocolate peanut butter, and sea salt caramel, plus so many others to choose from. My personal favorite is the chocolate peanut butter. All you have to do is pour one to two scoops into a mug of hot water or milk and blend or froth for a cozy finish. We sip it 30 to 45 minutes before bed, and we genuinely can't keep our eyes open by the time we're ready to go to sleep. There's no added sugar. The drink is only 15 calories. It's gluten-free, dairy-free, vegan, non-GMO, and keto-friendly. Beam gave us early access to their biggest sale of the year. So if you want to try Beam's best-selling dream powder, take advantage and get up to 50% off for a limited time when you click on our link or scan our QR code on the screen and use the code CYBER at checkout. Thank you to Beam for sponsoring this episode. On Thursday, oil and gas giant BP, British Petroleum, announced that it's ordering $100 million worth of Tesla superchargers. What? What, 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 what? Tesla's selling its supercharger network? <laughs> Are you serious? No, 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 no. BP has ordered physical Tesla superchargers, which BP will then rebrand as oh. BP Pulse Chargers as part of BP's Pulse Charging Network. So starting in 2024, BP will start installing these new Tesla-made chargers at BP Pulse, Emoco, Thornton's, Travel Centers of America, Hertz Rental, and BP Pulse's large-scale Gigahub charging sites. Well, this is great news. Good news, everyone. I mean, this means that in addition to all the auto companies that have signed on to the Tesla Nax charging plug and standard, now even one of the largest energy companies in the world with a market cap of over $100 billion realizes who the leader in EV charging infrastructure is. Tesla, baby. 
Yeah, and BP says in its press release that these chargers will be outfitted with Magic Dock. BP plans to spend a billion dollars on their EV charging business globally by 2030, with the goal of having 100,000 charging points in seven years. Tesla Senior Director of Charging Infrastructure, Rebecca Tonucci, said, At Tesla, we're driven to enable great charging experiences for all EV owners. Selling our fast charging hardware is a new step for us, and one we're looking to expand in support of our mission to accelerate the world's transition to sustainable energy. We appreciate BP's partnership in this area. It's the right step towards a more sustainable future. And so this is a brand new revenue stream for Tesla. That's right. Yeah. Um, I mean, so Gigafactory 2, which is Giga Buffalo mm -hmm. and Giga Shanghai, they're going to be super busy now making all these extra superchargers. And production of the V4 supercharger should start at Giga Texas next year. Now, BP already has some chargers in the world. I think most Americans probably haven't seen any, but there are a lot in the UK. But most of these chargers are 50 to 150 kilowatts, um, so they aren't very fast. And as many people will tell you, they're not that reliable. I think the biggest question for me, though, is are Tesla superchargers just magic that they never break? Because, I mean, I've met somebody who works on repairing Tesla superchargers, and he was like taking a flight to go fix them. So I think that, you know, having this hardware is great. It's probably already more reliable, but I think it's really going to be important for BP to make sure that these are kept up. Yeah, not set and forget. You need a maintenance infrastructure. And hey, if you use the BP Pulse network now, uh, comment down below how reliable has it been for you. So Tesla just quietly raised the Model Y long range price in the US by $500 to $48,990. My guess is that this has something to do with a bit of that backlog caused by Giga Texas production lines being down for a few weeks last month. Meanwhile, in China, the Model Y performance also got a price increase, which Tesla announced on their official Weibo account. So how much was the increase in China? Because I can't read Chinese. The Model Y performance in China now starts at, you know, US dollar equivalent of $49,700, um, which is an increase of about $2,000 more than it was before. So, I mean, that's quite an increase. My guess is that this increase just to the performance version is because Tesla is seeing data that they can raise the price this mm -hmm. much and it'll kind of help their margins. That's interesting. And I mean, this fits into our next story. Tesla posted Stealth Gray, now available for Model S and X in North America and Asia. And Elon said, sleeper agent. I mean, that's a cool color. And it's included. But Tesla giveth and taketh away. Yeah, if you're planning on buying a Tesla in the US anytime soon, we heard that the price of black paint is going up again. Yeah, Tesla does this from time to time, right? Uh, making some colors that were free now cost money. It's probably to vary the number of a certain color of Teslas on the road. Yeah, black used to be a standard paint option, but back in June of 2019, Elon posted this. Starting next month, Tesla will charge $1,000 for color, black, same price as silver. So the black paint went from being free to $1,000. And then it went up again to $1,500, and now we hear it's going up again to $2,000, the most expensive color option along with multi-coat red. The other reason Tesla might be doing this is to help with margins. Mm. If many people who want black colors are willing to pay more for that option, Tesla can now collect an extra $2,000 in profit from each car. Yeah, on a typical Model Y, for instance, that would be an extra 5%. So going back to the Stealth Gray, I had originally thought that this was the Midnight Silver, but apparently this is a completely new color for the Model S and X. Right. Midnight Silver is now the new standard color for the Model 3 and Y, which happened earlier this year. And Stealth Gray, which looks even darker than Midnight Silver, is now the new standard color for the Model S and X. And if you like that color and you like the show, hit the like button. So Tesla has about 130 service workers in Sweden. And as of last Friday, they have gone on strike, demanding that Tesla sign a collective bargaining agreement, which, according to the IF Metal Union, would grant them the same conditions as union workers in the rest of the industry. 
Tesla has so far refused to sign a collective bargaining agreement, stating that they haven't done so anywhere else. So let's give a little background here. Tesla has nine service centers in Sweden in seven cities. Tesla has about a 60% market share for EVs in Sweden, with the Model Y being the best-selling EV. Tesla sold about 14,000 Model Ys in Sweden so far this year. And so Tesla and Tesla owners have two problems caused by this strike. Number one, none of these owners are going to be able to get their cars serviced while the strike is happening. And number two, Swedish union dock workers are now saying that they will refuse to help unload new Tesla vehicles at Swedish ports until the conflict is resolved. Tesla has not commented publicly about the strike. And look, I don't know how this is going to get resolved. We're not Swedish labor experts. Please leave your comments down below if you think you know how this will get resolved. Maybe you have more experience with this. This next story is an update on cruise automation. Okay, so at 9.30 p.m. on October 2nd, there was a hit-and-run accident on 5th and Market Street in San Francisco where a pedestrian in a crosswalk was struck by a black sedan driven by a human driver. So to be clear, this initial accident was not caused by Cruz, but... After the woman was hit, she was launched into the path of a cruise vehicle in the next lane. The cruise robo-taxi, quote, braked aggressively and went to perform a pullover maneuver and dragged the woman 20 feet going seven miles an hour. First responders had to use the jaws of life to get her out from under the left rear wheel of the cruise vehicle. So not only is this the big deal, the robo-taxi didn't know that it was dragging a human down the street, but the California Department of Motor Vehicles now claims that Cruz didn't share the footage of the dragging with them until 11 days after the incident and had to find out these details from NHTSA, who was also doing an investigation. Cruz denies that it withheld the information, but regardless, the California Department of Motor Vehicles last Tuesday rescinded Cruz's license to operate in San Francisco effective immediately. On Thursday, Cruz proactively decided to suspend their operations in other cities too, like Phoenix, Arizona, and Austin, Texas, saying, While we take time to examine our processes, systems, and tools and reflect on how we can better operate in a way that will earn public trust. So to be clear, Cruz is going to continue supervised AV operations with the safety driver present in the car. Now, how can Cruz get permission from the California DMV to resume operations in San Francisco? Uh, the DMV has provided Cruz with a list of requirements, but so far they have not made those public. I would hope that two of the requirements would be, number one, come up with systems in their cars to ensure that they don't drag pedestrians. And number two, share all video footage with regulators when there is an accident. And I think that this accident highlights the problem with the, quote, hard coding method of trying to make self-driving cars. Yeah, right. I mean, you have to think of every edge case and code for it. And we should know by now that doesn't work. But Tesla's vision in controls out method using tons of video data from tons of drivers gets closer to solving for edge cases because the system gets to experience so many different examples of what can happen in the real world. Right, like what should I do if I see a person struck by another car who ends up in the road? Now, there are politicians and opponents of robo-taxis in LA and San Francisco who have used this accident to call for a ban on driverless vehicles in their cities. But in my opinion, that is short-sighted. Let's go back in this example to what caused the whole accident. It was a human driver who fled the scene, by the way. To Cruz's credit, Cruz says that their vehicles are involved in 65% fewer collisions than rideshares driven by humans. Also, in most accidents that Cruz vehicles have been involved in, they were either legally stopped, rear-ended, or had the right-of-way. So how many Cruise robo-taxis were in operation before this incident? Cruise had about 400 robo-taxis in its fleet, and Cruise has never had a fatal accident, by the way. The woman involved in the October 2nd incident remains in serious condition at Zuckerberg San Francisco General Hospital. And I just want to discuss that I went back and watched a lot of the newscasts from that day and the next day, and a lot of them got it wrong. A lot of them said, our reporters on the scene are saying that Cruise hit the woman. And it's like, 
yes, technically after she was hit by another car, mm. but they didn't mention the other car for days. And so I think a lot of people walked away from that story thinking it was an autonomous vehicle that did the damage when in fact none of this would have happened if a human driver hadn't initially hit her and driven away. And I mean, KTVU Fox 2 hasn't even rescinded it or updated their video. It's still on the internet and with all this misleading information. And this is so complicated when we're talking about autonomous driving cars because here Cruise is, you know, has autonomous cars. And I mean, I, I don't even know why I'm using air quotes. There's nobody in them. Right. But you can see that I'm not a huge like fan of Cruise. I still think that self-driving cars are going to be a thing. I think that they're all going to be uh, safer than having all of these human drivers on the road. But this is like... You know, there's a many, many steps, and I don't think that Cruz is doing self-driving cars any favors here right. by, you know, just not being smart about it by basically like, oh, I'm going to go into another mode where I'm going to move the vehicle. Right. Moving a vehicle, no matter how slowly, is always dangerous. Right. And in this case, it was it caused harm. And I think that that's something that is going to need to be worked out. All right, some good news for Texans that we heard about from our friends at the Tesla Austin Owners Club. According to the Texas Commission on Environmental Quality, now the Tesla Model S, Y, and 3 qualify for rebates up to $2,500. There is a cap of 2,000 applicants, and the deadline for applying is March 22nd, 2024. Now, does this rebate also apply for other EVs? Yes, it is not just Tesla's. Sorry, I made it sound that way. You can find all of this info on the Texas Commission on Environmental Quality website. There's a huge list of all the cars and what you have to do to file for it. So there's only 2,000 applicants? Uh, yeah, so after that, so like $5 million after that, I guess the fund runs out. Oh. So. Okay, well, get your money while you can. <laughs> yeah. All right, it's time for the Cybertruck Roundup. Yeehaw! The Cybertruck Roundup. So I'll start off Cybertruck Roundup with some bad news. Uh-oh. The Midgate is dead. What? So lots of people had been hoping that the Cybertruck would have a mid-gate where the section behind the rear seats could fold down into the bed, allowing you to store some truly massive things in the bed. And by lots of people, of course, I mean, I mean me. Um, however, this picture of a scrapped Cybertruck body shows a quite serious looking piece of metal where the mid-gate could have been. I mean, I thought we had ruled this out months ago. Hey, I mean, I was still holding out hope <laughs> and I'm still holding out hope that the Cybertruck's gonna float. Okay, you keep, you keep hoping. <laughs> But hey, maybe you don't need a midgate because here is a Honda Twin Adventure motorcycle in the bed of the Cybertruck. Wow. I mean, that's a 500 pound bike with a 62 inch wheelbase. Yeah. And it fits. So yeah. with I the mean, tailgate up. That's amazing. It's really nice. We can barely fit e-bikes in our Rivian or Ford. I know. But maybe that wasn't the bike you were looking to transport. Oh, that's a Cybertruck with a bike hitch on it. Yeah. Oh, nice. And how about a little off-road action here? Wow. So how hard is that hill? It's not easy, but it's not impossible. I mean, here's Alexis doing it for comparison. Wow. So, I mean, yeah, you're going to have a little bit of wheel spin. And thank you to Dima Zinniuk for these shots of the Cybertruck, which is also testing here at the Hollister Hills State Vehicle Recreation Area in California. These are the stairs, which are like really tough. It looks simple, but I was watching some of the video and like it's not easy at all, especially because it's so sandy and the wheels spin. Mm. And Tesla Economics says it's unlike anything you've ever seen. Check out this video. It's sunset. Elon says the future should look like the future. And Tesla just gave another reason to be a Tesla shareholder. They just opened a new lottery for Tesla shareholders on their website to win tickets for the Cybertruck delivery event on November 30th. 
Tesla's head of investor relations, Martin Vieca, announced the lottery last Friday. So you have until 11.59 p.m. Central Daylight Savings Time on November 3rd to enter. You have to be a Tesla shareholder as of September 30th and have your Tesla shares registered through Tesla's website. Although Martin has posted that they will verify that after the drawing. So go ahead and enter if you have Tesla shares. I think you can work that out later. Good luck. And whether or not you get tickets to attend the Cybertruck delivery event, if you're going to be in Austin on November 30th, Zach and I are looking forward to seeing you at the Cybertruck after party hosted by the Austin Tesla Club. It looks like a really cool venue. There's even a throne. I'm hoping the Cyber King, thank you, Komen, for making this awesome graphic, shows up. We'll have more details as we get closer to the event, but make sure you register for the Cybertruck after party. It is free. Here's the link to do so at cyberafterparty.com. Looking forward to seeing you guys there. And Elon at the F1 race in Austin last week. Elon said CGI IRL. And if you want to learn everything Cybertruck and more, go to the Cybertruck Owners Club. They help sponsor the show. They get the Cybertruck reservation tracker there so you can find it where you are in line and all the forum talk you would ever want about Cybertruck. And I think it's going to get even more exciting because as people start to take delivery in, I don't know, a month, yep. we're going to start to have lots of information there. We're going to try and do our best to fill up Cybertruck <laughs> Owners Club with all sorts of information about our Cybertruck when we get it too. Would you like an e-bike? Would you like a fat tire e-bike? Would you like a folding fat tire e-bike? And lastly, would you like a folding fat tire e-bike for less than a thousand bucks? Well, we just reviewed one over on our sister channel, Now Let's Review. It's the DYU FF500 folding fat tire e-bike. I think I just saw it selling for $8.99. Is it any good? Does it have the features you want? <laughs> you know, this reminds me when I used to watch Batman with Adam West as a kid. The DYU e-bike reminds you of Batman? No, no, no. At, at the end of each Batman episode, to keep you excited for next week's show, the announcer would be like, Could this mean curtains? Will the identities of our dynamic duo be revealed to the whole world? Is this the end of their career as crime fighters? Wait, are we Batman and Robin? To the Batcave! It's time to review another e-bike. But seriously, we had a lot of fun testing the DYU FF500. I think a lot of people have no idea that folding fat tire e-bikes exist, and the fact that you can get one for $8.99 is kind of crazy. It could change your commute, so check it out on Now Let's Review today. The 40-plus day UAW strike has taken its toll against Ford in more ways than one. Yeah, maybe over, but not only did Ford report that the strike cost it $1.3 billion in lost production to date during the third quarter, but Ford has announced that they are going to postpone about $12 billion in planned EV investments, including slowing down construction of one of two joint venture battery plants with South Korean battery manufacturer SK On. Ford CFO John Lawler said, given the dynamic EV environment, we are being judicious about our production and adjusting future capacity to better match market demand. Not only is Ford delaying battery factory construction, but Ford is also going to slow down production of the Mustang Mach-E. And this is what we talked about last week with that S&P Global Mobility Survey of EV owners. A huge percentage of Mach-E owners are dissatisfied with their purchase and plan to swing back to buying ICE cars. Now, I've got to say, having driven the Mach-E with you and the Ford F-150 Lightning with you, I have problems with Ford's range, their charging, their navigation, and their user interface. Yeah, I mean, I really enjoy having the Ford F-150. It's a true truck for sure. Like it puts the Rivian to shame in a number of fronts, including bed size. But compared to EVs, it just feels old. Yeah. It feels like older than Sparky and Sparky is a 2015 Model X. 
The Ford Lightning feels old and clunky and junky in a lot of ways that just don't, they just don't feel modern. Right. And the UAW strike didn't help General Motors either. Yeah, GM said that the strike has cost $200 million in Q3, having three of their plants shut down by the strike and an $800 million impact so far due to lost production. Similar to Ford, GM CEO Mary Barra announced that GM will also slow its EV plans, saying, quote, we are also moderating the acceleration of EV production in North America to protect our pricing. Now, you may remember that last week we reported GM is delaying tooling up for the Chevy Silverado EV and the GMC Sierra EV at their Orion factory by up to two years to save them $1.5 billion in capital savings. But didn't Mary Bear announce less than a year ago in November of 2022 that GM was going to push harder into EVs? And didn't we say that was all bull****? Yeah, so now GM is no longer pursuing the goal of building 400,000 EVs between 2022 and mid-2024, which we pointed out on this show was next to impossible. And GM said they are abandoning their previous plan to invest $5 billion in developing new entry-level EVs. So what is their new EV goal? GM's CFO, Paul Jacobson, said GM is opting to avoid discussing interim production goals. Yikes. Uh, yeah, they are screwed. Ford and GM are screwed. Uh, look, Nax, great that they're saying they're going to use it, but it's too little too late. Existing models, like we talked about, are not that exciting. Cybertruck is coming, and Model Y is a bestseller. Mm. And we're going to talk more about this on the Investor Club with some charts that are going to show you for sure of what I'm saying. And I'm sorry, not sorry, that we called this next one too. GM and Honda have announced that they are no longer going to work together on the $5 billion partnership that they announced in April of last year, saying in a joint statement, after extensive studies and analysis, we have come to a mutual decision to discontinue the program. What was that partnership again? Uh, GM and Honda, remember, said they were going to work on developing EVs that cost less than $30,000 so they could compete with Tesla. Here's what we said at the time of the announcement last year. If this doesn't read as desperation, then you either aren't paying attention or I am crazy. What do you mean? Well, I mean, I predicted that the big auto companies would go out of business, and this is yet another step on the way to obsolescence. But I mean, they're partnering together to drive down costs and save money. Exactly. Neither of these companies can figure out how to make money on an EV, especially a low-end, affordable EV where the margins aren't as good as the huge luxury like Hummer EVs. Two giant behemoths like Honda and GM working together, that is no easy task. I mean, look, at historically, it hardly ever works out. When's the last time you heard about two giant companies working on anything? But they're desperate. And this is what desperation looks like. Mary Barra, GM CEO, said GM and Honda will share our best technology, design and manufacturing strategies to deliver affordable and desirable EVs on a global scale. Look, big companies that are competitors now sharing their technology. That will not end well. Mark my words. So they'll both be using GM's Ultium battery platform to make global production of millions of EVs starting in 2027, including compact crossovers. And again, this sounds like you take the can and you kick it down the road. But before you do, <laughs> name the can something really cool like, like the Ultium can. <laughs> Look, the Ultium battery platform has a cool name. I will give them that. But that's where the good stuff stops. There's nothing cutting edge about these batteries, except it's cutting edge for GM and Honda. Tesla's battery tech is years past them already. And these cars we're talking about, this joint platform, won't come out for at least a couple more years. 
Even if they somehow pull off all the cooperation issues, they're still going to be haunted by battery supply issues and then having to compete with one another at the end. So, okay, now you got a Honda that's basically the same as a GM, and now they have to compete. This may well be the first steps towards these two companies merging, which is what I predict as one of the steps in their downfall. Big, non-innovative companies don't know how to move forward quickly. They do know how to buy and merge. So that's what they do. Just like Fiat and Chrysler merged into Stellantis, and look how that's going for them, I say it's bye-bye Honda and GM. Because again, the strategy is, uh, we don't know what we're doing. Those uh, those guys over at Honda, they seem to know a whole lot of stuff. And those guys at GM have a battery platform. So uh, yeah, I think we're going to have a lot of synergy here. Yep. And again, I'm not going to be here because I am kicking the can <laughs> down the road. Yeah, I think we called that one. Uh, wait, so this is the $5 billion we heard in that last story about GM. Right. GM was going to spend $5 billion, you know, along with Honda to develop a new lower cost EV. Um, and now they're not. So how is GM going to compete with Tesla as Tesla continues to lower prices and start to deliver the Cybertruck? Do you want the short answer? GM continues to set themselves up for failure with incredibly bad leadership. So GM will not survive till the end of this decade. Mark my words. And maybe in about seven years, <laughs> we can play this video. We'll play this video and we'll go, yeah, we were right. But wait, there's a new partnership to announce. GM, Honda, and Cruise, which is owned by GM, have just announced that they are now going to form a joint venture with plans to introduce a driverless taxi fleet in Tokyo by early 2026. So I'm guessing the Cruise Origin self-driving robo-taxi will be the vehicle? Yes. Uh, Japan faces ongoing driver shortages, so Mary Berry believes that Cruise autonomous vehicles can provide a viable solution. Cruise CEO Kyle Vaught agrees, saying, in addition to societal impact, the business opportunity is also exciting, as Japan represents one of the largest potential autonomous vehicle ride-hail markets in the world, with many dense, highly populated cities that have high transportation needs. So GM plans to produce around 500 Origins at its factory zero in Detroit. Detroit as part of this venture. Okay, nice, simple, small, achievable goal. Just just something that you can do. 500 cars, just, ship them to Tokyo. 500 cars to Tokyo. This, this sounds like a tutorial mission. Okay, so I get that Cruise is launching in Tokyo, but why do they need Honda as part of this? Well, Honda is a Japanese company. They know Tokyo. Do they, do they need to know Tokyo? Okay. If you look out your window on your left, you can see the Sensoji Temple, Tokyo's oldest and most famous temple. I'm wondering why they need Honda since the Honda's not even making the vehicles for this. I think it's just to get like acceptance into Tokyo. Or mapping? Because I mean, Maybe. we know that cruise vehicles we, you only can't work. map a foreign city yourself? I don't know. Maybe they're like, <laughs> oh, which, I don't even know which side of the road these guys drive on. Like, I don't, I don't know. So you know Chinese software giant Baidu? Remember when Baidu announced that they were going to start making EVs? Yeah, I think so. And then they partnered with Chinese auto giant Geely to do it, and they called it Jidu. Uh, I think so. And then they restructured, and now it's called GU. No, this is confusing. Well, now Geely and Baidu's GU is going to make a level four autonomous electric car. Baidu's Jidu? No, GU. Come on, just keep with it. Uh, okay, what, what is it? This is the Zero One robot car, and it comes with either a 71.4 or a 100 kilowatt hour battery, boasting a range of 342 or 447 miles, CLTC, and can recharge from 10 to 80% in under 30 minutes, and it can be equipped with 400 kilowatts of power for a zero to 60 of 3.8 seconds. Okay, but you just said it was level four autonomous? 
11 cameras, 12 ultrasonic sensors, 5 radars, and NVIDIA Orin Drive chips allow for what GU states will function on 90% of China's highways and in three cities with plans to expand 200 plus cities in 2024. Okay, so three cities. But I didn't even tell you the coolest part. Okay, what? I'll let GU explain. It's got voice activated autonomy. What does that mean? Let's, I'll let GU explain. Okay. Simu speech recognition speed is as fast as 500 milliseconds, which is half a second, and covers complex scenarios in and out of the vehicle. Four-way simultaneous conversations Four and way? continued conversations. The AI system also integrates multimodal interactions, including voice, gestures, and visual cues to enhance personalization to the user. Simo is backed by Baidu's integrated AI system, ErnieBot, enabling it to continue growing and develop logical reasoning and strategic planning capabilities. The RoboCar GU-01 is the world's first model to support voice-activated controlled parking while outside of the vehicle. Users can command RoboCar GU-01 to utilize its AVP, Autonomous Valet Parking Function, to park itself or pick up users in indoor or outdoor parking lots from up to two kilometers away. Uh, just, can I point out a few things in there that I just... Uh -huh. Uh, so it has to be a private parking lot, I'm assuming, and most parking lots are not two kilometers long. So that's kind of bogus, but whatever. Uh, well, I mean, I'm just saying what they're saying. <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> What's a four-way conversation? Um, you ever watch It's Always Sunny? Yeah. Um, it's still with no, it's fighting a they have a lot of four-way <laughs> conversations in that. I bet that's what that is. Okay, so it's good for them. Okay, so, uh, and it's coming out now, or oh, what's the price? Um, we don't have any idea what the price is, and it is supposedly coming out now after we saw the concept less than uh, just a few months ago. Can I just talk about autonomous level three and four? Here's what the car companies, I think, have done to that. Levels three and four were supposed to be better than level two, right? You're supposed to almost be able to go to sleep for a while. But what they're doing, Mercedes-Benz is doing this quite well, is they're giving you so many rules that it's really not level three or four. It's basically level two with more rules attached to it. Sure. So like only a good that's, weather. That's level only... three. This is level four. It's still according got... to According to okay. GU. I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. I think you're going to have to wait because I don't know. <laughs> So last month, the EU Commissioner for Trade, Valdis Dombrovskis, started a probe into whether Chinese-made EVs had received unfair state subsidies. Dombrovskis had stated that the probe might extend past Chinese manufacturers, which would have meant that Tesla might have been part of the probe. Now, according to the South China Morning Post, the EU is focusing the probe on three Chinese companies, BYD, SAIC Motors and Geely. So this is good news for Tesla, and it makes sense that Tesla wouldn't be included since the Chinese government doesn't subsidize Tesla. Tesla has built over 2 million vehicles at Giga Shanghai, many of which get exported to Europe. In fact, in the first half of this year, Tesla accounted for 39% of all EV exports from China. So how is this probe going to work? Well, it appears that China is going to have to prove that they are not subsidizing their exported cars. Are they? Well, one of the ways the Chinese government does this is by giving Chinese companies what is called a below market credit. In addition to below market equity, uh, negotiated rates on land leases and ad hoc tax cuts by local governments. 
So basically, yes, they are. The consulting firm Alex Partners estimates that the Chinese government subsidized Chinese EVs $57 billion between 2016 and 2022. Okay, so let's say that this EU probe finds that China is indeed subsidizing their exported cars. Uh, then what? If the probe finds Chinese subsidies, it's likely that the EU will impose trade tariffs on Chinese cars. And why hasn't this happened sooner? I mean, everyone knows that this has been happening for years. I think it's because for the first time in December 2022, the trade balance between China and the EU shifted. China now exports more cars to Europe than the EU ships to China. And 6% of employment in the EU is automobile manufacturing. So this imbalance is seen as a big threat to Europe's economy. And basically, the EU had been giving subsidies to some of these Chinese cars as well. Right. I mean, if you buy a EV in Europe and you're a good citizen, right, you get a subsidy for being a good citizen. So it's I think it's because Europe thought they were going to stay in the lead. I think they talked to VW and they're like, are you going to make a lot of EVs? And they're like, yep, don't you worry. We got the Golf and we got uh, BMW over there has got the i3. So we're good. Wow. I mean, so this is really what has happened is that everyone has been in denial, mm -hmm. as we've been saying for quite a while, yep. that these big auto companies have not been keeping up. And China, as we've seen, and as we just talked about, like with Robocar, whether or not you believe it, um, they're plowing ahead. They yep. don't care. And I mean, also the Chinese government is giving all these subsidies. It's right. a complicated t topic. It is. For sure. Um, but let's talk about Tesla. Yeah. Huge Tesla's win in the for best Tesla. Position. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Yeah, they're, they, they've, it's a win-win. It's like one of those 3D chess matches in Star Trek where Elon was like, checkmate, checkmate, checkmate. Like, yeah. unbelievable that he's in China, but he's not a Chinese company, so he wins either way. Mm. And, and, you know, it's funny. Do you know what Chinese company was the second largest in exports to Europe? Oh, uh, BYD? MG. Like Morris Garage, M, like MG... They're a Chinese company? They got bought by a Chinese company. And I don't think that most people in the UK know that yet. So I think they're happy to buy MG electric cars, even though it's a Chinese company. Huh. I, I was really shocked because like we don't think about that company much. Mm. All right. So those of us who have been following Elon's purchase of X, previously known as Twitter, for $44 billion a year ago on October 27th of 2022, know that his goal was for Twitter to become more than just a short message app. He's often stated that he wants it to become a, quote, everything app, offering a wide variety of services from video streaming like YouTube, job recruiting to compete with LinkedIn, a dating service, uh, game live streaming like Twitch, to live video chat like FaceTime that he has released in beta mode last week for iPhone users. So we've gotten reports that X has been doing the necessary filings across the country in each state to enable them to acquire money transmission licenses so that X can now offer financial services. And now, according to The Verge, Elon stated, quote, when I say payments, I actually mean someone's entire financial life. If it involves money, it'll be on our platform, money or securities or whatever. So it's not just like sending $20 to my friend. I'm talking about like you won't need a bank account. So X banking and X brokerage services. So like stocks and stuff. Yeah. And micropayments also allows for a whole range of new services. And that leads to the next part of the story. Elon is also working on having X create a news service called XWire to compete with other PR news and press release services like Sizion's PR Newswire. We know that Elon wants to promote citizen journalism. 
X is allowing creators to monetize their posts, and many citizen journalists are taking Elon up on this. X is becoming the place to get breaking news, and you can see why legacy media is scared. So we're going to discuss this some more on our Investor Club bonus stories this week. Hope to see you there. And if you'd like to share a clip you've seen on this channel with your friends, but you don't want to share the entire one hour long episode, head on over to our YouTube channel called Now You Know Clips. That's where we chop them into bite-sized clips. And also follow us on X at NYK Channel. All right, it's time once again to visit with our friend Will for an update on what's going on across the pond. Hi, Zach and Jesse. Tesla UK has just held an exclusive event for UK Tesla owner club members where they debuted the new Refresh Model 3. Now I'm a long-term member of the UK Owners Club, but also a plonker for missing the opportunity of getting tickets in time. That'll teach me for not reading the Tesla Owner UK newsletter each month. Oh well, it's only the new Refresh Model 3, and I live literally just down the road. And it's not like I'm a Tesla addict or anything, is it? I'm fine. Thankfully though, I'm in communication with an incredible secret spy who went to the event and shared his footage with me. Massive thanks to Greg Coughlin on X for this footage. Guests were treated to a ride in a new Model 3 and could poke around to their heart's content in the new interior, have a play with those colour-changing lights and be baffled by the removal of those indicator stalks. Although apparently the little vibration you get from pressing the indicator buttons is quite nice. I've heard from a few attendees that there was real noticeable difference in soundproofing within the car and a far more premium feel inside. There was also Model S and X plaid test drives, a presentation from Tesla UK, and there was even a Tesla bot, safely housed in robot-proof glass I see, in case he goes berserk. There was a suspended body in white where you could admire the fine work of the Gigapress which makes that massive casting for the rear end of a Model Y, plus there was a great DJ and nibbles. Flipping love free food. I'm gutted I missed it, but there you go. A quick reminder, and as you reported last week, that these new Model 3s have had a £3,000 price drop in the UK, yet offer way more range and features. It now starts at just £39,990 and offers so much value for what you get. Over on the UK website, we can see that deliveries are expected to commence as of January 2024. Let's hope the first deliveries go smoothly, unlike this poor chap, who on collection of his new Model 3 in China, drove it straight through the wall. <laughs> I thought I was the plonker. I'm Will, this is the Tesla Jigsaw, back to you guys in the studio, now you know. Thanks Will! Everyone show Will some love and go watch and subscribe to Tesla Jigsaw YouTube channel. Next up we have Ellie in Space reporting on SpaceX News. Hey Zach and Jesse, you'll notice these T-38 jets behind me. Astronauts actually train on these jets and I met an astronaut who trained on these jets and who was also on the first crewed human space flight of the Crew Dragon spacecraft. That was Doug Hurley. So you'll want to make sure to head to my channel so you don't miss my tour with Doug Hurley. But here's a clip from that tour. What goes through your mind watching a family member? Launch. Oh gosh, that's the hardest thing ever. I mean, I, I would equate it probably to like, uh, you know, a military deployment, you know, where you you just want them back in one piece, but you know that there's so many things that could happen. And, uh, and, and plus, you're just so excited for them. So it's this really incredible mix of emotions. Mm -hmm. And then I think when you add, like for Karen and I, you know, we're married and, you know, and then we have a son and you, know, you do think about all that stuff right. and, you know, it, it could be That's changed cool. in an instant, literally. And so, you know, it's just, it's part of it. And, you know, we, when we did fly, you know, it's part of it is to set the example for our son. It's like, hey, you got to do things for the greater good and maybe something that's bigger than you. And we felt very strongly about it. And, and we want him to live his life that way. So that's part of it. And, and risk is part of it, you know, a big part of it. 
I also recently spoke to William Gerstenmeier, who is the VP of Build and Flight Reliability for SpaceX. So I heard it straight from the horse's mouth that SpaceX is ready to fly Starship. In fact, they've been ready to fly since September. So we're waiting on that green light, but it sounds like IFT2 is imminent. So we're seeing signs that a Starship launch could be around November 6th, and this is very promising. A lot of people have been asking for my opinion on this. And I think that after that fiery Senate hearing that a fire has been lit, I have seen the movement down at Starbase with the Fish and Wildlife Service cleaning up all of those con concrete chunks. So I think that it really is going to happen pretty soon here and hopefully you guys can be down there for it. SpaceX posted this video saying Starship and Super Heavy were loaded with more than 10 million pounds of propellant today in a flight-like rehearsal ahead of launch. They also posted the vehicle is ready for the second test flight of a fully integrated Starship pending regulatory approval. So it's been interesting to see SpaceX continuing this campaign of posting on X saying that they're ready to fly and then also talking to some employees behind the scenes that say, yes, in fact, they've been ready to fly for a while now. So we're hoping that they can get the green light. William Gersenmeyer did not want to go on camera, but he told me that as soon as they get that green light, they're going to fly as soon as possible. So get ready to pack your bags because we could be seeing a Starship launch in the next two weeks or so. Wow. I mean, November 6th is just around the corner. I hope she's right about oh that. That would gosh. be so awesome. That would be awesome. All right. It's Into the Future, sponsored by our friends at Henson Shaving. The thing that I really like about Henson is that you get to use um, easily recyclable blades. Mm. So it is a sustainable product. Um, this is going to last you a lifetime, if not multiple lifetimes. Multiple lifetimes. And uh, it's just so well built. I feel so fancy using it. You know, there's not many products you can think of that you would actually think of passing down generations. And that is one of them, actually. Yes. It so, looks the same as the day you got it. Yes. And you can get 100 free blades if you use our code now, you know, at checkout. Okay, to start off, this story may already sound futuristic because the first three words of this upcoming sentence will probably make no sense to most people. Betas Aaliyah Isital just completed a 2,000-mile flight. You're right. Most science fiction books and movies are full of new terms that you've never heard before, like lightsabers and teleporters. And you're also right. I didn't understand the beginning of that sentence. What's an Isital? I've never heard of, I mean, I've heard of EVTOLs. Those are electric vertical takeoff and landing vehicles. But what is an ECTOL? I assume it's similar. Yeah. Uh, an ECTOL stands for electric conventional takeoff and landing. Okay. So basically an electric airplane. Right. So Beta Technologies is a Vermont-based EVTOL and ECTOL startup. We've reported on their EVTOL before, but this week their ECTOL did something cool. It flew 2,000 miles from Beta's headquarters in Burlington, Vermont to Duke Field in Florida. Now, it didn't fly direct like this map is showing. This is just to give a sense of scale, right? Yeah, it had to stop and charge occasionally because it's electric. In fact, the Aaliyah got permission to fly over Boston, New York, and even Washington, D.C., as shown here. It got this permission because Beta has partnered with the U.S. Air Force. While the Aaliyah is down in Florida, in fact, it'll be working with the Air Force's 413th Squadron as they validate vital use cases, including critical resupply, cargo deliveries, and even personnel transport. Beta is continuing to work towards FAA certifications for both their ECTOL and their EVTOL with the hopes of starting commercial services in 2025 and 2026. 
Beta has started building a charging infrastructure also with 14 sites already online, and they plan to build 60 additional sites across the U.S. So we don't know a lot about the Alia EC tall stats yet, but we do know that the prototype, the SN1, had a range of 386 miles on a single charge and that it can recharge at 320 kilowatts in under an hour. It has a 50-foot wingspan and can carry up to five passengers and a pilot, and it's all electric with zero emissions. And I'm just, yeah, I'm excited about this kind of stuff. That's really cool. Um, yeah, the sea toll, though. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a plane. Right. It's an it's, electric airplane. It's a plane. Right. All right. It's time for Going Green, sponsored by our friends at Snapplate. I want to introduce you to a really cool company called EveryAmp that makes this really cool product called Snapplate. So it's founded by EV owners, Matt and Kevin, who solved the problem that many of us have. We don't want to get a ticket for not having a front license plate, but we don't want to drill holes in our cars. Introducing SnapPlate, the perfect solution. So as you can see here, it snaps on in seconds. You can also take it off in seconds. Easy peasy, and you can get a snap plate for just about every EV there is. You can get 10% off by using our exclusive code now you know at checkout. It makes a great gift for that EV owner on your list. So go check it out today. The end of ice cars is near for VW in Norway. What, what was oh, that? I'm sorry. Uh, VW has announced that as of January 1st, 2024, they will only be selling electric VWs in Norway. That's just around the corner. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like Norwegians may not even notice since 93% of all new cars registered in September were already electric. Good point. I mean, last year, 87.8% of all new cars sold in Norway were electric. The Tesla Model Y is the best-selling car in Norway so far this year, with almost 20,000 sold in the first 10 months. The VW ID4 came in second, with 5,832 sold so far this year. And VW took third place as well, with 4,362 Skoda Enyaqs sold in Norway. And by the way, uh, Hyundai is already only selling EVs in Norway, so good for Hyundai. And good for Norwegians, the fact that they basically can make it work. I just, again, think that this trumps all those questions about, well, do EVs work in cold weather? Uh, it's Norway, dude. All right, it's time for Sunspots. And we have another YouTube channel, Disruptive Investing, where we got to talk to the CEO of a really cool company, We Recycle Solar. One of the biggest arguments against going solar has been, you can't recycle solar panels, they just end up in landfills, leaching hazardous chemicals into our groundwater. So it was great to speak directly to Adam Saggy, the CEO of We Recycle Solar, a company that recycles one quarter of all the solar panels in this country. It's nice to put these arguments to rest and you don't have to rely on our word for it. You can hear directly from the company that's doing it on such a large scale. It's always made sense that solar panels would be recyclable. And as the number of solar panels grows, it becomes more economically feasible. Yeah, why spend all that money mining materials out of the ground and refining them and shipping them across the world? Easier and cheaper to take the panels that are full of everything you need and recycle them right here. And that's what I love about this job. We get to not only speak to these amazing companies, but also share them with you. So go check out our interview on disruptive investing and maybe share it with that annoying friend at work who's always sending you information emails about why solar will never work. Oh, you can't recycle solar panels, huh? Then what about this? <laughs> A company called We Recycle Solar. So, mm. Hey, and if you'd like to put solar panels on your roof, but you have a lot of questions, go to our friends at Energy Pal. They will help answer all of your questions for free. Just tell them that Zach and Jesse sent you. And also they know everything about batteries too. All right, it's time for our video contributor story. Remember, we need your stories. That's what makes the show great. So send them in to us at hello at nowyouknowchannel.com. Remember to keep them two minutes or less. Shoot them in landscape with good audio and no music. Everyone's been doing that, by the way. Um, and so who do we got this week? 
Frederick sent us the story about how he believes Tesla Autopilot can save lives. Hi, I'm Frederick. I'm a Tesla and solar enthusiast, as reflected in the way my home is created. My wife and I have had four Teslas in the last 12 years, and my grown children have taken delivery of five more. These nine cars, all that really means is that I have opinions on everything. That doesn't mean it's, my opinions are true, they're subject to debate, but I think I've come up with some interesting aspects of the way, the way we look at things with regard to Tesla technology. The mission of this conversation is to talk about the relationship between autopilot and saving lives. You should know that maybe 43,000 people have died in traffic accidents in each of the last two years. What percent of those were caused by driver error as opposed to some other cause? All of them. Now, I've seen some studies in the mid 80s. Mostly they say it's at least 90%. The last study I looked at was 94. I don't care what the real number is because all those numbers say the same thing. We are all distracted. And that's what traffic aware cruise control coupled with auto steer can help you can help you respond to that exposure. Turn on traffic aware cruise control, you turn on auto steer, you're on the freeway. These things are for the freeway only. Here's what's not going on. Your foot is not doing this. Accelerator stop on a busy day on the freeway. All of a sudden the car becomes a driver and you've got a really big job. Keep your hands on the wheel, be attentive. You've got to be the coach. And it turns out when I think about it, I'm a better coach than I am a driver and so are you. Here's my bottom line. My, my instruction, my hope, my intention is to convince you that you should accept the imperfection of distraction and use it to your advantage so you're freed to look for just the outlier events and give the rest of the car to do. Give the easy stuff to the car. Be a great coach. Frederick, I love that analogy of being the coach. Absolutely. Tesla Autopilot saves lives. I love video contributor stories. For everyone who wants to be a YouTuber but doesn't want the hassle of setting up a YouTube channel, send us your video contributor stories. All right, it's time for our Patreon bonus stories. We've got so many stories this week, Jesse. Also, we've got our Investor Club bonus stories. Also, you can head over to our Disruptive Investing channel. So please support us on Patreon. For a little as buck a month, you're going to get all these stories, and we'll see you over there. And if you're cheapskate, you can head over to the Disruptive Investing channel. We put out a video there every week for free. All right, we're back from our Patreon bonus stories. It's time for the Patreon poll. You can join us at $2 a month and get to answer this poll. What was the question this week? How many people know about the price of Tesla vehicles? Yeah, we, we asked, like, how many people in your world? And here's the answer we got, which was really interesting. Most people, they said, don't know. And this is going to come up in something on Patreon this week. So head on over there and we'll talk more about it there. All right, it's time for Elon's X's of the week. So Elon said, many orgs and people pay to have their wiki page say nice things about them. The reason many legacy news publications still exist, even though no one reads them, is simply to provide fake verified sources for Wikipedia. You can tell I don't do so because my wiki page is such a nightmare. Right Angle News Network says Wikipedia used to be so good for organic information. Now it's simply a liberal echo chamber. Follow if you think we would make our own decentralized Wikipedia. Elon says, has anyone ever been in an actual echo chamber? Sounds annoying. Newsmax says, breaking, left-wing NewsGuard is targeting conservative media for censorship. Elon says, yeah, it's not cool, pushing a political agenda in the name of, quote, guarding the public. Rune says, one bittersweet thing is that while Elon has been and will continue to be far more important to the destiny of the human race, Jeff Bezos has managed to find true happiness and leave this earth on a mega yacht with his siren woman. Elon says, did I mention I love irony? Doge Designer says, please bring back Vine, X. And Elon says, okay. 
James Stevenson says, although Tesla is selling significantly more cars every year and taking substantial market share, competitors still account for more than 90% of all new car sales and basically is arguing that Tesla should advertise. Elon says, I said we would advertise. We are doing so at small scale and will do so at larger scales as we figure out what works best. And we'll talk about this some more over on Patreon this week. Mike Ben says the CIA and the production of fake news. You should watch this video. It's from the 70s, but it's so accurate. And Elon says, hmm, Reuters. Yeah, because they talk about it as uh, basically a mouthpiece for the CIA. Eva McMillan says adorable little X is Elon Musk's emotional support. And Elon says, yeah. Elon says shows created with the help of AI will be extremely good. David Sachs says Washington gave Ukraine 100 billion last year, claiming they would push the Russians out in a successful counteroffensive. In fact, the lines hardly budged. If anything, Russia gained territory. Now DC claims another 60 billion will get the job done. You're a fool if you believe this. Elon says lots of fools out there. Doge Designer says X now allows you to make voice and video calls without sharing your phone number. Update your app and go to all these settings. And Elon says still a beta product, but it's promising. I think you can only do it on iPhones for now. Shibatoshi says Zuck training for his fight against Elon. Elon says, I'm willing to fight anywhere, anytime, any rules, but all I hear is crickets from Zuck. Elon says the fall of, or depending on your perspective, great victory of Constantinople played a pivotal role in accelerating the Renaissance. So there was definitely a significant silver lining. The San Francisco Standard says cost of San Francisco downtown rail extension swells to $8.2 billion. So this is a proposed rail tunnel intended to connect Caltrain and future high-speed trains at the 4th and King Street stations to the Salesforce Transit Center. Elon says this will take an eternity and hurt taxpayers badly. The boring company can solve this problem for 1% of this cost. Wall Street Silver says, remember this gem of a video that SBF did? It was all about how SBF didn't care about money. He was going to give away his billions to save the world. Crypto was just a method to make the world a better place. And the media praised him nonstop. Elon said, it's sad how much more some people care about the appearance of good rather than the reality of it. And Elon tweeted, your armor is a loincloth and a bucket when you're level one and have to wear any armor you can get. He's been gaming a lot this week. Doge Designer says, I know many people who met their partner on X. Elon said, yeah. Wall Street Silver says, what is the biggest scam in life that we don't realize is a scam? I'm looking forward to the replies on this one. Elon said, animals in animated movies can talk, but don't eat each other or have sex. This is false. Elon says, or poo, except for Winnie. Elijah Yudukowski says, who can possibly still imagine a world where a child born today goes to college 17 years later? Elon says, yeah. Bill Maher says, it's not that America isn't able to get anything done anymore. It's that we're not allowed to. Elon says, every year that passes comes with more rules. And while all humans die, laws and regulations are immortal. So each passing year, we tie ourselves down with more and more strings until, like Gulliver, we can no longer move. Dr. Anastasia says, please investigate. These people are suffering and can't inform the world of what they're going through. Elon said, no terminals from Gaza have attempted to communicate with our constellation. SpaceX will support communication links with internationally recognized aid organizations. AOC says cutting off all communication to a population of 2.2 million is unacceptable. Journalists, medical professionals, humanitarian efforts and innocents are all endangered. I do not know how such an act can be defended. The United States has historically denounced this practice. Elon said Starlink will support connectivity to internationally recognized aid organizations in Gaza. And then Comstar. Yeah, Comstar refers to a fictional communications and intelligence organization from the fictional Battletech universe. I think this is Elon's new funny way to refer to Starlink. Interesting. Salomo Karhi says Israel will use all means at its disposal to fight this. Hamas will use it for terrorist activities. There is no doubt about it. We know it. And Musk knows it. Hamas is ISIS. Perhaps Musk would be willing to condition it with the release of our abducted baby sons and daughters. 
And Elon said, we're not so naive. Per my post, no Starlink terminal has attempted to connect from Gaza. If one does, we will take extraordinary measures to confirm that it is used only for purely humanitarian reasons. Moreover, we will do a security check with both the U.S. and Israeli governments before turning on even a single terminal. Ace of Hearts says, I'd say the world is pressuring him into Starlink support for Gaza, and he's stuck between what the best thing to do is, among 8,000 other possible things. And Elon said, yeah. Alex says, Adam Kissinger says he's leaving X. Elon says he doesn't like his lies being questioned. I'm curious, do the criminal aliens coming into this country illegally call in advance too? It is in response to an NBC News article about Border Patrol officials said that Elon should have told them he was coming. The rabbit hole put out this very common meme of community notes protecting everyone. And Elon says, it's awesome. Best way on earth to figure out the truth. And Elon posted this meme. Oh, the irony. I love getting noted. Proves that no one is free from being corrected. This is obviously a joke meme, but there is more than a grain of truth to it. We should aspire to see things from the point of view of others. Finn Gua says, it looks so amazing. Elon says, cool on the outside, but utterly mind-blowing on the inside. The sphere in Las Vegas is exquisite beyond words. And then he posted this video of him inside the sphere. Doge Designer has a quote from Elon, engineering is the closest thing to magic that exists in the world. Elon says, now there are 13 inner engines. Wow, so up from nine. May Musk says, Elon looked so good last year at the Halloween party. Elon said, almost as good as you. Oh, he loves his mom. Mark Benehoff says, San Francisco must refund the police, not continue to defund the police. Our SFPD and sheriffs are the key to a safe and clean San Francisco every day. SFPD must be returned to 2,000 officers within 18 months from 1,400 where they've been allowed to fall. Elon said, we must also grant law enforcement officers the respect and honor they deserve. Every profession has flawed individuals, but it was deeply wrong to condemn all police officers after they risk their lives to keep us safe for the sins of the few. And Doge Designer says video games equals therapy. And Elon agrees. All right, it's time for community mail time. Community mail time. Remember, send your stories, your photos, your videos to us at hello at nowyouknowchannel.com. Scott spotted this totally blacked out lyric while visiting his sister in Logan, Utah. Raphael sent us a picture of a VW ID3 car share vehicle he drove in Antwerp, Belgium. Julian spotted this solar electric boat in Berkhamsted, Hertfordshire in England. That's cool. Alan sent us this video of a Cybertruck at a supercharger. Nice. Richard saw this Cybertruck going through the drive-thru at McDonald's. Oh my God, this is so great, seeing all these Cybertrucks out there. It's going to get more crazy when it starts being delivered. Anur saw this Aura electric car driving around Phuket, Thailand. And I know I mispronounced it, but... Ian spotted this Arkimoto FUV in the Bahamas. Lean Dirt sent us this picture of a wrapped Model 3 at the Baker, California Supercharger. Eric spotted all these Rivian Amazon vans in Fenton, Missouri. Nice. Tim saw this BYD Addo 3 at the 8-stall Supercharger in Powell, France. Jay spotted this truck with a Starlink dish on it in northern British Columbia. Fabio found this Model Y being used as an official government vehicle in Queensland, Australia. And George sent us this picture of a Model 3 police car in Casey, South Carolina. Nice. Thank you, guys. Um, and before we get to the supercharger reviews, I want to announce the winners of the Tesla Q3 supercharger voting. Remember that you guys can vote. So every three months, you can cast five votes, one per location, to help decide where Tesla should build their new superchargers. So in North America, here are the winners. In Europe. In Asia. And bonus sites. Woo. So these are all going to be new locations that we chose. So go vote. All right. So let's see what people have reviewed in superchargers this week. Jesse, we are in Rochelle, Illinois at a Casey's. There are eight superchargers right now. Two of them are not working, but they have notified uh, Tesla Chicago and they're on their way. Casey's has anything you might need um, as far as a little snack. And this is a big addition, a great addition to the 
Illinois Interstate 88 at the Rochelle, Illinois exit. Now you know. Hey Zach and Jesse, this is Todd here and I'm in Stevensville in Southwest Michigan at a supercharger location. It's uh, located at a Meyer store, which is pretty typical for Michigan. And uh, it's pretty good. It's about the only thing that's around, but the uh, chargers seem to be at least 250 kilowatts. And uh, I rated it an eight out of 10. Uh, now you know. Here we are at the Baldwin Supercharger in Canada, Ontario and we're on the Trans-Canada Highway. This location has six stalls. It's located at a gas station, which has a variety store and washrooms. And it also is close to a Wendy's and a Tim Hortons, Canada's staple for coffee. And it even has a picnic area. I didn't think I'd ever be doing this, but this location gets a 10 out of 10. It's the Glendale, Arizona <laughs> Supercharger's 16 stalls of 250 kilowatt magnificence and one pull-through stall where the Model X is over there. Uh, it's cheap. <clears throat> it's uh, 28 cents in the business day. It's 10 a.m. right now in October 23. And uh, in, from 11 p.m. to 4 a.m., it's only 12 cents a kilowatt hour here in 2023. Very near a Dutch Brothers Coffee, Jersey Mike Sub, the giant AMC Theater, and this shopping center at the Glendale, Arizona 16 stall 250 kilowatt Tesla supercharger. I give it a 7 out of 10 for cheap power. Thank you so much for doing Supercharger Reviews. We have this uh, as a map on our website so you can see all of those Supercharger Reviews along with all the other ones that have ever been done um, over on the map so you can help plan out your routes. Yeah, and if you want to get on the show with your Supercharger Review, put it on our map. All right, what do we got for new Superchargers, Jess? We got the two-stall 120 kilowatt in Harbin, China. We got the three-stall in Taizhou, China. The four-stall 120 kilowatt in Jinan, China. The three-stall in Zhangjiagang, China. The three-stall in Zhengzhou, China. The four-stall in Wuhan, China. Number 67 in Virginia is the eight-stall at Stafford at Eustis Road, Virginia. Number 116 in Norway is the 12-stall in Narvik, Norway. The 20-stall in Mojave on Route 14 in California. We got number 24 in Missouri, the 12-stall in Belton, Missouri. Number 40 in Texas is the 8-stall in Henderson, Texas. Number 30 in Finland is the 8-stall in Kusamo, Finland. Number 79 in Spain is the 4-stall at Helin, Spain. We got the 4-stall in Abu Dhabi at the UAE. Number 20 in the UAE is the 8-stall in Abu Dhabi. Number 79 in Sweden is the 12-stall at Varberg South, Sweden. Number 41 in Oregon is the 8-stall in Coos Bay, Oregon. Number 6 in Rhode Island is the 8-stall in Portsmouth, Rhode Island. Number 36 in Indiana is the 16-stall in Indianapolis at Waterway Boulevard. Number 161 in France is the 12-stall in Roussillon, France. Number 73 in Pennsylvania is the 12-stall in Wilkes-Barre Township, Pennsylvania. We got the 12-stall in Whittier, California. The 3-stall in Wuhan, China. Number 25 in Tennessee is the 16-stall in Nashville. 
The eighth stall in Onamia, Minnesota. Number seven in Oklahoma is the 16th stall in Oklahoma City. Number 31 in Minnesota is the 12th stall in Owatonna, Minnesota. Number 48 in Georgia is the 12th stall in Duluth. Number 399 in California is the 6th stall at Big Bear Lake, California. Number 1870 in China is the 3th stall in Grand Lisboa Place, Macau. Number 64 in North Carolina, the 11th stall at Knightsdale, North Carolina. And number 33 in Wisconsin, number 2014 in the USA, number 5680 in the world is the 12th stall at Black River Falls, Wisconsin. Woo! And you know what, Jesse? Because people watched to the end, I thought we would give them a little something, okay. a chance to win a ring. And oh, not yeah. just any ring. A ring that unlocks their vehicle. The ring that unlocks the <laughs> Tesla world. Uh, yeah, this is a scenic ring. Um, and uh, if you have a Tesla Model 3 or Y, comment down below. Tell us why you think you should get the ring. And what we'll do is we will have um, us kind of go through them and either draw them out of a hat or see who we can get Here's in touch the, with first. The only problem is it is one size. You're right. It's uh, a size 10. They have the they have other sizes, but we are giving away a size 10. Right. So if you know someone and for you are a size 10 and you have a Model 3 or a Model Y and you'd like to win it, um, just comment down below and we'll do our best to pick the best winner. That's fun. Isn't that fun? That is fun. Yeah. And also, I just want to thank all of our Patreons here. You're seeing scroll by. These are people who give $5 or more a month. They make this show possible. This show takes hours and hours and hours and hours of work for us to put together, for our editors to do. And we can't do it without you. It's not like YouTube really makes it worthwhile anymore. So thank you so much for those of you who have already joined. And thank you if you're going to go join. Because, again, we can't do this show without you. I know that we say, like, hours and hours and hours, and you're like, how is that possible? You're coming out with news. Um, it's because we have um, about a dozen people edit this show simultaneously. Like, the moment we're about to hit the stop button, I have the remote right here. I'm going to hit the stop button, and we're going to take the cards out of the camera. We're going to put them into a computer, send them off into Dude, the world, exactly. around the world. Then those people are going to edit them, and they're going to send it back to us. Then we're going to put it all together in a video, upload it, and now you're watching it. That is how this system works. The only way that that is remotely possible is with the support of our patrons. So thank you so much. We'll see you next time. Now you know. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.